Hey, welcome to the Thriving Minds Podcast with your host, Walter Parada, where we strive to provide you with empowering talks so you can live to thrive. And today, we'll be talking about how you can condition your mind to see the challenges you face as an opportunity to get better. How do you see the problems, struggles, setbacks, mistakes, and failures? Are they something that you see negatively that must be avoided? Do they seem overwhelming like you want to run away from them? Does frustration kick in asking yourself, why'd this happen to me? Or saying this isn't fair. It's actually natural to feel this way because there's pain felt as you go through it. And this comes from our brain design to keep you safe, wanting to avoid that pain. It might hurt your confidence knowing that you come up short as it might trigger feelings and thinking that you're not good enough. And it's easy to give into that feeling. Um, but in reality, uh, you are good enough. It just takes time to get better at whatever it is you're striving for. But you can work to overcome that feeling and overcome these difficulties. If you're looking for a better way to handle the challenges you face, start by seeing the things you go through as an opportunity to get better. It really is an opportunity to strengthen and grow. So if you think about your muscles, for them to get stronger, you actually need to put them under stress through lots of repetition. So for anything to get stronger, it needs to be exercise. And the challenges you face are a way for your traits, such as your resiliency, your grit, your determination, and focus are a way to get stronger. Many times... These intrinsic traits are not thought of because we only need them in times of desperation. So how many of us really think about, hey, I wonder how strong my resilience is. The times we use them is when we're bouncing back from things like failure. And not many of us are looking to actively fail. We want to feel good about ourselves, right? We want to be in our comfort zone. But it's kind of like insurance. A lot of people are not excited to to buy the insurance, but instead are more excited to get the car or the house that they purchased. But eventually, or hopefully not eventually, but in, in times of uh, when you're in a tight spot, you'll need it in, in case of an accident. Uh, that way it covers your costs, right? And these traits work the same way. You'll need them in hard times. And to develop them, they need to be tested so you have to look to challenges as an opportunity to strengthen these traits, which is going to strengthen you and, and help you grow. So I want you to lean into these things that are difficult. I once worked assisting a plant breeder, and he worked on, on turf developing lawns for homeowners. And this was on a large scale. Uh, it was, you know, uh, several different varieties for, for the whole state of Florida. And one of these traits that was focused on was the ability for for the turf to be tolerant to drought so homeowners didn't have to water their lawns and it could handle the stress when water restrictions were in place. To develop lawns with these types of traits, several different varieties had to be tested. And one way they would do this is by allowing all, all of these different varieties to establish uh, with enough water so the roots can properly uh, develop and establish uh, into the soil. But once the roots were developed, 
there would be several different treatments in all these varieties to see how they can handle not being water for certain periods of time. And if they could rebound uh, after a drought and, and, and continue to, uh, to grow. Some of these treatments involve being watered twice a month, once a month, once every other month. And this was done to stress the roots because it forces them to grow deeper into the soil, uh, which allows them to access more water. The deeper the roots, the better it performed during drought, with roots growing down as much as six feet. So if you water a lawn frequently, especially as it develops, the roots are not stressed enough to trigger them to elongate, uh, to go deeper into the soil profile. And this results in them being shallow and maybe being only a few inches or a foot deep. And they're not going to be able to access more available water during those times of drought. They haven't been stressed enough to force them to dig deep into the resourcefulness. And when the grass is stressed enough, it will conserve its energy to not put as much into the chlorophyll so it can grow and divert that energy to elongate those roots. So on the surface, the grass looks like it's not doing well, and it might even look dead. It's going to look brown and, and uh, laying over flat. But it's actually setting itself up to handle harsher conditions for later on. And all of these varieties that were tested actually did show roots that were able to grow deeper. Uh, but the harsh treatments of being watered once every other month was a bit too much for the grass to actually handle the drought. Now, I know I went into uh, into some details about the agronomics and science behind how turf develops. And, and the whole point of this is not to uh, know how, how grass develops, but this is actually translatable into our daily lives um, and how we choose to, to take on the difficult things that we encounter. So this same concept of the grass being stressed to force the roots to go deeper uh, actually works with our traits as well. So for your traits to be developed, they must be stressed, which helps them forms your mental fortitude. The results of developing these traits are it's going to benefit your, your mindset, strengthen it, and it's going to give you confidence in yourself to overcome what you face as the things uh, are not gonna are gonna feel a lot more manageable, even when you don't have the answers. And this is because it forces you to tap into your resourcefulness, to find ways to make things happen, and and come up with solutions to the things that you're struggling with. So just like that grass was stressed to force those roots to go deeper, we also can do the same thing. So it, it helps you when when you put yourself in in uh, difficult situations when you take on opportunities that uh, are not easy. It actually helps tear away at all the drama that your emotions can create. So you can use those emotions to fuel your focus and motivation. And the hardest things that you face, all of your other experiences will be relative to those hardest. To those hardest experience. So each time you go through a difficult time, you're going to compare it to what was the hardest thing you've been through. And when you're able to do this, it puts things into perspective. 
that can help you realize, hey, that that you've gone through something much more difficult uh, than what you're going through now. And if you handle that well before, then you can handle uh, you can handle something of this magnitude in a much better form. You know, it's like being battle tested, knowing that you've been through something much harder gives you confidence moving forward. It's like, hey, it's no big deal. I've been through harder conditions than this. A great example of this is Jerry Rice, probably the greatest uh, wide receiver that's ever played uh, professional football. He would actually make his workouts and his training regimens a lot more difficult than what he would face in practicing in the game. So everything that he experienced while playing was relative to his training. And because he made his training a lot more difficult than what he actually faced in the game, it felt a lot less difficult. In taking on what's difficult, you might find yourself with something you're not familiar with. And there's there might be a tendency to move move on from it and find what's easier. But I, I encourage you to lean into it as you're going to learn things about yourself and gain knowledge in the process of taking on something new. One of the first things you're going to learn about yourself is how much tolerance you have towards getting the hang of something new. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it takes a, just like riding a bicycle, right? It takes a little while to get going. Uh, you might fall, you know, get a few few uh, nicks and bruises. Uh, but if you stick with it, you'll eventually, you know, you'll eventually get the hang of it. So take finance, for example. You don't have to major in it to learn more about it, but taking the time to learn about fi- finance, it's going to serve you well uh, if you just take the time and learn the, the basics. So while the beginning of understanding the fundamentals uh, can be frustrating if you're not uh, comprehending it right away, um, the more that you're able to see it through, the more tolerance you're building to what is actually difficult. And once you start to better understand finances, it's going to help you navigate your own money. But this is just an example of, you know, taking the time to learn something new, even when it doesn't come easy to you. To condition yourself to see what is difficult as an opportunity, start by being self-aware and recognizing what limitations you're putting on yourself. So think about the things that you tell yourself that you can't do and examine why you tell yourself that. You know, just because it's difficult or is not yet understood does not mean it can't be done. It just might mean figuring out a way has not been found. So using phrases such as, uh, so to overcome this, use phrases such as, I can't do this by figuring out whatever is holding you back. So you want to say you want to lose 20 pounds and keep that weight off. You know, it starts by saying, I can do this if I practice good eating habits exercising regularly and being committed to this routine and and a key thing to to goals like this or or striving for something like this is to break down what seems like one large amount of work into bits and pieces that makes it a lot more manageable and digestible so while you know trying to lose 20 pounds is not going to happen in a matter of days if you can break them out into, say, 16 weeks, it becomes a lot more manageable to lose 
about a pound a week, right? And then this actually allows you to get acclimated uh, to this new lifestyle that you've implemented. Another thing is to reflect on what thoughts you have uh, when you, when things don't go your way. Uh, so this is going to help you determine your starting point. So being overly critical and self-defeating will make it more difficult to overcome the things that you're going through. And when you find yourself having these thoughts, it is helpful to actually write it out and read it back to yourself as this can help you gain uh, perspective and see that you're beating yourself up unnecessarily. Now I know in the heat of the moment, emotions become so strong that writing things out can be challenging. Um, and you might think like it's a waste of time, but it's, it's actually a really good exercise, uh, which helps you slow down your thinking and put those feelings into words. I've actually found myself doing this quite a bit as of late where I become frustrated with myself, uh, that actually journal it out. You know, I find out uh, what I end up finding out is that I'm blowing things out of proportions. And many times I end up coming up with, with a solution towards it. So most of the time it's, uh, listen, if I made this minor adjustment, uh, I wouldn't feel that way. And this really helps me become more self-aware of the self-defeating thoughts uh, that I know how to handle the next time I go through uh, something similar. And I encourage you to make it a habit to take on difficult things. And you can start off with some some simple things and maybe not even difficult things. Start off by just doing things that are a bit inconvenient and work your way up to, to what is harder. So, you know, take for example, this could be parking at a longer distance from the store uh, that forces you to walk more. Uh, this will help you become... Uh, more accustomed to an inconvenience uh, that conditions you uh, that is not that big of a bother, right? If you really think about it, parking at the end of a parking lot at a store, how much more time do you really spend walking? Maybe it's an extra 30, 45 seconds as opposed to driving around until you find the closest spot uh, to the store. And as you start taking these small steps, you can then gradually build up to something much more. I can remember when I first started to do pull-ups, uh, I couldn't even do one. I, I couldn't even really lift myself up and uh, I got frustrated with myself. Uh, so I would try to will myself to get one done, um, but it didn't happen. So eventually, because I was committed to, to you know, uh, doing pull-ups, making it a regular part of my exercise, uh, I started by just holding the pose of the pull-up form. So at first, I would just, you know, hold it for five seconds. And I think the first time, I couldn't even uh, do do it for five seconds. But eventually, uh, I did it, and eventually I got it, uh, got it to hold 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and 20 seconds, and so so forth. But I remember, you know, those first, what was it? I don't know five, six days, man, my arms were sore. It's uh, not even lifting weights uh, felt as sore as what I was doing. And then within about two weeks, I was actually able to start doing a pull-up. You know, maybe not uh, lots of them, but I could actually pull myself up. And then, you know, as I gradually uh, worked at at doing more pull-ups, I, and I got to the point of working out with one of my buddies, 
And I remember at the peak, I was able to do 300 pull-ups in one workout. And this was a gradual buildup to that eventually. And I remember those times where I do 300 pull-ups, uh, I'd want to do more. But, you know, he had his job. I had my job. But it got, you know, once you get to to a point of breakthrough, uh, things become a lot less difficult. And and this came this comes from. You know, just sticking with what's difficult because you're eventually tearing away of that anxious feeling of, of like, oh, uh, I'm going to do something difficult, right? It, it tears away of that and makes it more engaging to want to pursue something difficult. So working your way up to what is harder is going to make you stronger, but it takes time and you got to be consistent with yourself. Be committed to your personal growth. And remember that your journey in life will be long. Uh, this is going to help you seek out new experiences uh, that can be scary and risky, but it's going to help tear away at that timidness you may experience as you strive to make progress. And to make progress, challenges must be taken on as this is what causes you to rise above it. So the more you're able to take on new things, the more comfortable you become in unsettling situations so when something unexpected happens you're more inclined to take a calm approach this could be something like getting a flat tire and because you seek out new experiences they help they help you pivot your attention to figure out solutions and not merely react and panic and 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 cuss at at, at what caused the flat tire so the foundation and the foundation of personal growth is giving your best effort to make any sort of progress. So it's about valuing that effort you put in above all else uh, becomes because it becomes more satisfying than the results alone. And because of this, you will want to put your best effort going forward. You, you'll need a challenging obstacle that forces you to feed that hunger. So if that hunger is not fed properly... It can become a disappointment even if you are rewarded for very little effort. You know, it's kind of like when a predator hunts for its prey. They need to feel the struggle of catching their food to satisfy their need beyond just eating, right? We all, we all want to eat, right? But uh, there's eating and a satisfaction with enjoying what you eat. And this conditions you to put all of your energy into the process that is eventually going to lead to results. So focusing on the results alone will not produce them, but giving it your all, you're ensuring that uh, breakthroughs uh, will come over time. And this is actually going to help you enjoy the process a lot more. It'll be more rewarding than just the end result alone. Think back to a time when you say, wow, it's over already? You know, probably maybe you say this uh, commonly during the weekend, right? Or especially during vacation, right? You're, you're having fun, time is flying, and then next thing you know, it's over. Oh man, uh, what happened? So in these cases, the reward is the process of enjoying the weekend or the vacation, right? Because we're having so much fun. But once you can start viewing your personal growth as something enjoyable and exciting, you'll be more inclined to enjoy the process of progress even if pain is involved along the way. You know, I can remember uh, when I got accepted into Auburn University, which was out of state, 
uh, for me, and it, and it was about an 11 hour drive from, from where my mom and I lived. And I remember when I got the letter, she gave it to me and she very not excited says, you got a letter from Auburn. And I opened it up and I got accepted and I, I ran to the room and I told her, mom, I got accepted. Right. And, and she, she just, you know, uh, stone cold tells me, uh, you're not going there. And I just remember, uh, I just walked away in anger and we didn't speak for, for a few days, but eventually we, we talked through it and, and, uh, she says, all right, if this is where you want to go, we're going to go take a visit. So we, we went up there and visited the campus. And once we got there, uh, she was almost immediately convinced, uh, that, wow, this was a great place for me. So we did the orientation, you know, she, uh, she went with the parents. I went with the, with the students and uh, eventually ha- halfway through, uh, through the, the visit, uh, we met up for lunch and, and we talked and she says, you know what? This is a great place for you. Uh, you'll go here. Even though we didn't have much money, uh, to make it happen, but we'd figure out a way. And, and I remember actually when we, uh, took the trip. So we didn't drive up there, but we flew up and, uh, we actually got lost. Uh, and, and I remember, you know, we had some tense moments. I, I can tell at the beginning, my mom, uh, she was frustrated with me because she thought it was a, a longer distance we had to drive, but I, I had to clarify some things for her. Uh, you know, we stuck through it and, and, uh, we actually grew from this experience. I remember vividly, my mom later told me that experience helped us grow and strengthen our relationship to what it is today. And this comes from because we decided to lean into what was uncomfortable. You know, initially we both could have, you know, uh, not talked about the whole situation and, and let, uh, uh, just time pass. We would have been worse for it if we did that. So as you go about looking for new experiences and whatever it is you're working on comes to an end, you're, you're going to feel a need to work on the next big thing that continues to fuel your growth because of your commitment to your personal growth. Another way to see difficulties as opportunities is managing your emotions to build that mental strength. So while you know your emotions are there to signal something, that you need to be aware of them, uh, do not allow them to completely take over. So being able to regulate them will help you during those difficult times uh, so you don't feel as overwhelmed. Emotions are a big thing as to why we do anything, right? It motivates us to achieve great things like finding common ground to create peace, but it could also motivate us to de- to destruct things if we feel threatened. And the better you can manage your emotions, the more you're developing your self-discipline that's going to continue to build your mental strength. So managing your emotions does not mean completely blocking them out, but figuring out which emotions can help you and which emotions can hurt you. So anger can be both helpful and hurtful, right? Depending on how do you choose to use it. Uh, so you could use anger uh, because you did not prepare well enough for a big speech that was not well received and this is reasonable right and actually this could help you this could help fuel you to be better prepared the next time and in that case that's going to help you but if you use that anger to become frustrated with yourself uh that makes you want to give up then that's probably not gonna 
uh, serve you well, right? And it's probably going to hurt you. And, and feeling overly excited uh, can also be helpful and hurtful, right? Just in the sense of anger, but that's dependent on how you choose to respond to whatever it is you're feeling. So if you become overly excited because you want a substantial amount of cash from a big bet, it could be hurtful if you continue to put your money into making big bets because eventually your luck is going to run out. But that overexcitement can be used to help you choose to properly regulate your emotions. So instead of using that money to place a big bet, you could use that money to start up your side business to generate more cash later on. One quote that I've always been fond of is that of Warren Buffett who says, If you cannot control your emotions, you cannot control your money. As your emotions, they're going to dictate how you spend your money, right? So, and this same concept can be applied to different facets of your life. So if you can't control your emotions, you can't control yourself to make good decisions. So while it's reasonable to get angry if somebody hits your car, your reaction is, and your reaction is to fight with, with that person, they're going to be more defensive and, and unwilling to help correct the situation. But if you're able to control your emotions and approach them in a calm manner to figure out what went wrong, you know, the person is more willing to exchange that information to, to get the damages fixed. So a way to help manage your emotions during those, those, uh, intense times, you know, just make it a habit of delay, delaying reacting by focusing on your breathing. So just emphasize and intently pay attention to controlling your breathing in and out, right? Slow and steady as this is going to help slow down your thinking and help calm you down. But another way uh, to help view challenges as opportunity is strive to be the same when things are good and when things are bad, meaning you're not getting too high or too low, and this is going to keep you right in the middle. So if you get big, exciting news that you won an award for being at the top of your profession, aim to enjoy it internally and not get overly excited because how you handle when things are good is going to mirror the opposite of how it's going to be when things are bad. Would you prefer to experience being on a great high of joy uh, than only to uh, be feeling down in the dumps and, and self-defeating when things don't go your way? Or would you prefer to handle that success with a calm enjoyment and remain level-headed and handling your mistakes and failures with that same calmness to clearly see how you can rebound and be better for it? So not getting too high or too low is going to allow you to remain even keeled in those emotional uh, high and low times. So in strengthening your, your, your mental fortitude, you got to be patient with yourself. So while you, you may want to see challenges, opportunities, it's going to take a little time to develop that perspective. It's going to be natural to become frustrated when you struggle with something. And you should give yourself time to process that frustration so you can, so you can overcome it. And once you can overcome that frustration, you have more of an ability to see things as opportunities. They won't seem as bothersome. And then one final note to help you see difficulties as opportunities is you're going to have to go out there and fail. There's no way around it. You're just going to need to take risk and know that failure will happen. You have to put yourself in situations where you experience failure. As you go through it, you're going to have to give yourself time to process it so you're familiar with that feeling and can reflect on it later. 
Don't fight the resistance of failure, but lean into it and see how it can better serve you going forward. Uh, one thing that is helpful going into a situation where you know failure is a real possibility is tell yourself, how are you going to respond to this if failure happens? You're basically giving yourself permission to suck at what you're about to do, which is going to help tear away at that high expectations you may have of yourself. And you're going to have to know how you want to handle yourself when failure does arise. Are you going to pout and complain about it? Or are you going to pick yourself up and find out how to be better and rise above it? But when failure does happen, uh, also look at the, the things that you did well so you can build momentum from it. You know, simply just focusing on the bad can be a bit self-defeating. So you need to balance that with what was positive from that experience. I hope this podcast helped you. If you're interested in developing your mindset, check out thrivingminds.live. All right, live to thrive. Until next time. 